Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, All-Star Week. And as always, I'm joined by my man PJ. PJ, what's going on? What up? I hope everyone was able to give out the pipe on Valentine's Day. Hell yeah. Uh, but the Cavs just uh, finished uh, taking care of the Pacers and they beat so... What was a in the NBA, the ESPN crossover night, a little crossover announcing that Bill Walton and Dick Vitale doing the game. Very interesting. I love it. I love both of those guys. Well, I knew I was like in for a great experience when Bill, when uh, well, first Dick Vitale was like ragging on LeBron's free throw percentage. He's like, and Bill Walton was basically like, I don't know if LeBron's ever lost a game because of missing free throws and dick's like oh it's concerning though baby and then bill and <laughs> that's then, pretty uh, good dick Vitale, yeah and then uh bill walton later was like i forget what the fuck they were talking about but he somehow because he's like bill fucking walton he uh <laughs> took somehow some point about oh they were talking about minutes they were talking about like our winning percentage and was like magic has the highest winning percentage of any athlete of any nba player and then like dick dickie kept going like what about mj what about mj and uh he just said like oh like his washington years and his early years with the bulls like hurts him like he's not like in the top 10 probably like scotty has a higher winning percentage and he's like well i don't like that that's a flawed stat he's like i don't you know that doesn't show someone's <laughs> ability to win baby like stuff like that and then Bill immediately like just spins in and is like, well, you know, we were just at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he starts listing off. He's like, you know, Mick Jagger, um, uh, Keith Richards, uh, <laughs> and then he goes, Jerry Garcia, which I was like, all right, if you're playing the Bill Walton drinking what game. What the hell? If you're playing the Bill Walton drinking game, though, guy drops Jerry Garcia in a broadcast, you have to finish your drink because he's – such a he's such a deadhead see i yeah i mean i i love both those guys i'm not sure as far as just having a well thought out interesting well called nba game those would be the two guys i would go with but hey you know no it was like they weren't even like commenting spice on the game. it up in the middle of the they weren't NBA even talking season. about the game they were literally it was like just like two couple guys at the bar and they're just like oh what do you think about how's your son like in la and Oh, what about what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And That's funny because like I, ha- I had show. the game on, but I didn't have this. I was muted, so I couldn't I hear only, any of the. I only watched that game because I knew that I knew that Bill Walton and Dick Vitale were doing it. Well, I I'm such a media I critic. Actually, had the meet. I wish I would have actually. Well, wasn't I think I saw Bill at the game with like a tie-dye shirt on but i didn't think he was calling yeah. it so i didn't think anything of it but uh so I, I can based off of how this is going so far pj i think that this may be a long podcast but we uh <laughs> we wanted no. to get on and and record a pod give a little all-star preview and cover some mid-season awards but before we get into that uh let's talk about two things that happened over the uh, i think they both announced yesterday so yeah uh, first we'll we'll cover the uh kind of sad news first and that's the k-love had arthroscopic knee surgery and is out six weeks uh i believe it's his left knee and i believe mm-hmm. that's the knee that he's had 
injuries with off and on since really being in the league. And uh, yeah. I, w- what's your take on this? Does it? Do you think it really, in the end, is going to end up affecting the Cavs and whether or not they mm. make the finals? Or is it just going to shoulder and force LeBron to shoulder more of the load? And that's, you know, I don't know how he really can do that to a higher extent than he already is. But, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, like, six weeks is – I mean, like, he'll be back for the playoffs. I mean, like, the biggest thing he'll have to face is just, like, getting back into game conditioning shape. Um so, I mean, if you look at how, like, the playoffs thrash, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to really affect the Cavs too much. Like, I mean, I still think they'll probably hit that 56-game mark right around their wins-wise. Maybe it's 54. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure they'll still be the top two seed in the West. Or, I mean, in the East. Um so I mean yeah as long as like he so you, doesn't get in delayed do I don't think I mean do you think they're gonna finish the number one seed in the east still yeah I guess I have two different takes on this but one part is gonna be saved for our the second kind of piece of news <laughs> that we got but okay <clears throat> for like in my actual opinion like what this does I think it's it's opening up this idea of like oh maybe the someone's got a shot at the Cavs but um I think it's pretty naive of people to think that as long as, like, LeBron James wasn't the one that got hurt uh, and he's going just fine, like, I don't think it's going to in the long term prevent them from getting to the finals. It just will be interesting to see when Caleb gets back up to kind of his production because he was probably having his best season this year as a Cavs player. Unquestionably. Um, Yeah. Um, he's... So that's the unfortunate part a little bit. And now it's like you look at JR, like do they rush? They try to get JR back on the court a little sooner than maybe he was ready to. So there there are some domino effects from it, but I'm not sure if it's I, – I, I think it's, it's a good talking point and it gives us something to talk about and a lot of people to talk about until the playoffs. But when you actually get to that, I'm not – I'm not willing to sit here and try to tell someone. I'm not going to lie to anyone and think, say that I think the, the Cavs are in real trouble of not making the finals still. So I don't think that they're in trouble of making the finals. I think that they will make the finals. I think they're going to be the two seed by the Celtics because of this. Um, mm. Celtics are only, I think, two or three games back right now. They're three three games back I, I I don't know off the top of my head when Avery Bradley is supposed to be back but this team has been playing so well without him and I, I don't foresee there being them taking any steps back when he returns to the starting lineup they're a deeper team uh, they don't have their I mean, they, they rely on Isaac oh. I think so well you kind of you know loud there raise your oh, voice at me my bad i think there was i had a little bit of a technical malfunction there because i uh <laughs> I really you didn't talk very loud no no i'm sorry i did i like heard it in my should i do like an act of god voice on me? <laughs> no 
the uh, the Cavs have a deeper team. No, uh, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and the Celtics bench will reign supreme. <laughs> the king of the fourth. Uh, no, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I Not do. Like I mean, I, I think that they do have a deeper team. I just I think that they're they have more players and come off the Ooh. bench for them. But well, here's the thing, man: is that the Cavs keep LeBron on the court almost the entire game. So LeBron any James. any four guys off their bench with LeBron is better than any starting lineup that the Celtics can roll out there. So in that sense of it, yeah, I mean the the Cavs can roll out. They have more flexibility with their lineups just because of everything that LeBron can do. But I, yeah, I mean, I who knows. Uh, and maybe that won't end up happening, especially if K-Love returns right at six weeks. But my concern is that he's not going to be coming back at right at six weeks, and he's like you know ready to play thirty plus minutes a game. No. I just I think they take it. He'll a, come off the bench. Yeah, so I I think that you know they they kind of ease his way back into the lineup, and uh, I think they're just going to end up losing. Um, some games because of his absence. And, I mean, if maybe if they had JR still, I mean, they just, like, between you knock out JR, you knock out two of the best shooters on your team and two starters, you're going to expect to lose some games, even if you have Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I mean, I don't think for like, like the I Cavs said, and the Warriors. Playoff, I think playoff implications, I don't think it really means yeah. much. You're right. And I think the Cavs and the Warriors, like, seeding-wise, that's the – one other argument, I don't think seeding really like plays that much of a factor with those two teams. I don't think they're like. To, I mean, the Warriors maybe a little bit more like Oracle. I think kind of has more of a thing to it for them, but I well, don't Le- think they. LeBron can. has played his fair share of games in Boston. I don't think he's really. Uh, it's really gonna affect them that much if they have to. Not have right. if Boston has home field advantage, but let's move on let's, to yes. the uh, the more yes. fun thing to talk about. Yes, yes, which is the trade that the mm-hmm. Magic pulled off with the Raptors. So the Raptors got Serge Ibaka and sent the Magic a 2017 first round pick, the higher of theirs, or I forget the other first rounder that they own. They've got Detroit's. I think oh, that's no. right. I don't know. Either way. No, Orlando they, has Detroit. Yeah, Orlando has Detroit. I mean, um, they have, yeah, I forget which pick. It wasn't, it was their pick, though. They gave up their pick. No, they gave up the higher of the two first rounders that they have. But either oh, way, I yeah, okay. I think the other team, I'm sorry. I, I bad, uh, bad research on my part. But, yeah, either way, they send that pick and Terrence Ross to – the magic uh, and of course surge was dealt to the magic this past offseason on draft night for uh sabonis and oladipo so i if you put it in terms of what the magic gave up to get surge this this the combination of these two trades is awful i don't hate what they did to get surge though to get him like i don't i don't hate what they got for him sorry oh uh, i i mean i was looking at this more as just like uh i mean the magic are kind of dead to me as far as transactions go like i when they made that trade <laughs> i kind of was well, like i thought it was they don't know what they're trade. doing 
I thought it was an yeah. awful trade. Just I mean, they just got robbed twice via transacting with Sergei and Baca, in my opinion. Um, so I take it from like the Raptors side of it. Um, the, so this is the the two things. So one, I think like they needed, they were looking for a power forward. Um, you know, we had been talking about Millsap a lot uh, on this pod. We really didn't touch on Mbaka being a, a trade piece, but he's been being floated around there quite a bit. I was a little bummed. I was hoping that, you know, Todd Gibson would be the one that they trade for uh, to be a selfish Bulls fan for two seconds. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, from the Mbaka thing, like, Mbaka's solid. They're going to try to re-sign him there long term. Which is kind of cool, in my like that's exciting. I mean, that's I think a, I think it's a good move on their part. They should try yeah. to try to make a run to the finals with this it gives group them they have really, put together right now, and it really gives them like roster flexibility as far as the lineups. Because I mean, Mbaka's a four, but I mean he can be do be a stretch five, uh, could play in that role if like depending on what you think of. I mean, we were kind of talking up uh, Valanciunas last week our last episode a little bit. I mean, I like him, but he definitely has a, a ceiling to him, and, and Baca's a better player than him. So it'll be interesting, like, these next, you know, next month and a half or so, see how him and DeRozan and, and Kyle Lowry mix together. But, yeah, from their perspective, and, like, we had been saying Terrence Ross is going to be a part of probably one of these trades. So um, it'll be – for him, like, uh, the only thing nice I'll say about the Magic and the, all this is, like, they were smart and realized that they need to move Aaron G- Gordon back to the four. Like, he's not going to be a three or a two guard or whatever they thought. Like, he's going to be a front court player. Um, so get him in the four. Terrence Ross can play the three. I mean, the only positive you can say is, like, they got something for Serge other than him walking in the right. offseason. Right, Which I that's I think well, I'm probably that's gonna why go with it. That's yeah, that's why I'm okay yeah. with it. Nah. But why'd you dip your toes in those waters? Like if you didn't know if you were gonna swim or you were gonna so start to drown. That's that's more the problem. Yeah. The, the issue kind of circles back to making the first uh, trade in the first place on draft night. Like I like Victor Oladipo. I yeah. I didn't understand why they wanted to get rid of him. Why they didn't want to pay him? Because especially they liked Fournier more. Which and is, I like Fournier too, but like, why don't why can't you have two scores? Why can't you play small ball lineups that you can have both those only guys one ball. in there? There's only one ball, Ultra. Ola, it's not like Oladipo isn't capable of passing the ball around a little bit. I mean, I know he's not known as like a, a big assist guy. He's not a point guard, but I mean, he can do some stuff. I mean. Like he can make some plays for people other than himself. I don't know. I like you don't really see it with the Thunder because that's not his role with the Thunder. I just mean like if you're gonna trade Old Depot and a pick, it ended up being you took Sabonis and they trade. I mean to move Sabonis and him, like I'm taking a, like if they t- traded for Mbaka and they signed him, like they re-sign him, like that's a I'm not. Sh- you know, hating on that trade whatsoever, but yeah, I'm not either. They had the to have follow, known, but it was like he also, had to have told them before they made this trade that he he wasn't going to resign in Orlando. Then why do you do that? like? Yeah, that's like my problem. That's my problem with this. Like, I'm not giving up those two assets, which I think are pretty solid, like NBA assets. Like, 
just to get yeah, something Ol- for six months. Like, I mean, Oladipo is in his mid-20s, and he's, I mean, considering how much guys like Alan Crabb are making in the NBA, like, Oladipo's pretty good value. Uh, right. And I get the Fournier thing, and I like Evan Fournier. Uh, I don't really – him and the skill sets are pretty comparable. There's some overlap there, but uh, – you could have, I think they could have done something different. I think you agree, yeah. but I don't. Uh, yeah. So I, I just, let's I let's talk. It. So we hate it from the the Magic side, but what does this mean for the Raptors now? I agree with you that well, it gives them a ton of flexibility because they can play small and have Patrick Patterson and Serge Ibaka on the floor at the same time, which just gives them a ton of shooting to pair with Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan. Yeah, I mean they give up nothing for him. Like they really didn't. This they can just keep going without skipping a beat here. Uh, I think it's it, gonna it's, it's gonna make things nice and interesting in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think it's gonna be good. I'm yeah. like rooting so hard, so hard for the Celtics to do something now because as much as Whoa. I love watching, what? Yeah, that's so that was where I was gonna go with is like what the Raptors have done, which is like what I you and I were t- talking about in our last episode. Like we want some we want some more fucking trades. Like we want some trades going down. And this kind of a move is like the ultimate. This couple of before we were just talking about with Kevin Love, like there's all of a sudden this window that's open, and people are kind of like, oh well, maybe if we got like this player, we had this player. Like I think if you're the Celtics, the Wizards, the Raptors, they looked at that and kind of said, all right, like maybe this is our window. Like this is the year the Cavs are kind of vulnerable with Kevin being out. Um, and they're like, yep, let's strike. And, I mean, if you're the Raptors, you literally gave up nothing to do this, like to give yourself a chance this year. Plus, I really like it that they're going to have Norman Powell, who I really like a lot. Um, like, I, I really like the idea of him getting more minutes, him playing more. Um, he's a young guy. Like, I think it's just like he's one of those dudes that just needs the minutes, needs the reps. Um, so I'm kind of cool, interested to see – his role uh, going forward with them now that because him and Terrence Ross were really kind of fighting for the same minutes most games. Yeah, no, I like him too. And, you know, he can play a backup point. They could play him with Lowry. He's a good shooter. He's long. He can defend. So in that regard, it helps them as well. Um, they, uh, I still don't think this is a roster that can beat the Cavs if they have Kevin Love. In fact, I would go as far as to say that if LeBron was play, had to play that series in the Eastern Conference Finals without uh, without K Love, I think the Cavs would still win. Uh, I just, yeah, um, I, I do too. Maybe I that's mean, just that's probably like Raptors fans just wouldn't want to hear that because. Like, I'm not trying to throw shade at Kyle Lowry, and I'm not trying to th- throw shade at DeMar because those two guys are all-stars, but neither of those guys are able to get buckets and distribute the ball in the playoffs this like gives LeBron them something, does though. over and over uh, again. But this th- this takes them a step forward. Like last year, This gives them a were, rim protector, though. Well, they had – do you think he's a better rim protector than Bi- Biombo? Because that's kind of – Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a better player. Yeah, I mean. He's a better player, yes. I'm not arguing against that, but a better rim protector. Because like, this, this, this is why Biombo got paid is because of how well he played against the Cavs last yeah. Eastern Conference Finals at just defensively and what he did from a rebounding standpoint. Did. Right, but, and that, 
and that's why I'm saying Surge but could, does a lot more things offensively, gives them a ton more out. flexibility. I just don't know defensively if he's doing a ton for them. That's all I'm saying. I think he's an upgrade. I mean, like I think they were missing the Biombo piece, and I think they got that back now. Plus, like they have the actual offensive, you know, person. I mean, Biombo's got no offensive game. I mean. So to to add surge there like that I kind of I like that I mean like I, I, I like, like it, it a lot. too I I love this trade for them the only other power forward that was really on the market that I would have liked to see them go after more is, is Millsap yeah. uh, you know I talked about this a few days ago and uh, but tell you what Serge Ibaka is a hell of a consolation prize and he's going to help their team out a ton um, and I just you know I don't see a situation where he doesn't fit pretty well you know. He, like, right. He's gonna. He knocks down 38 percent of his threes. Play with uh, Katie and Russ. I mean, he's not used to having the ball. Like, I mean, he's like. I mean, it's kind of a, a similar. It's a poor, poor man's version of that situation. And he had success with in OKC with that kind of a setup where you had, you know, in this case now you have Kyle Lowry and, and Demar Derozan. Right. Exactly. But let's um. Let's talk about the All Star Game, PJ. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting excited for it. I, I, I'm more excited for Saturday than I am for Sunday. Would you agree with that? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm actually. I mean, this this particular All Star Game, I'm pretty excited for the Sunday portion. Uh, for a lot of petty reasons, there's a lot of pettiness. I think that's going to go on in this this game. Um. So well, let's start. Let's start with the Saturday stuff, and then we'll, I'll dive into. We can dive into Sunday. Yeah, re- real quick before. So I, I have the Wolves game on ba- on the background. Uh, Wiggins just he posterized Jokic oh, pretty bad. Dude, I would give it a quick little go to Twitter for R. a second. But keep, keep keep going. R. I'm sorry, Jokic, who's dope. I I'm pretty that. So no, you kind of set me up perfectly because late add on this is uh Jokic is gonna be playing in the skills part of it for Embiid. I love and I I love I'm psyched for that. I think the NBA does such a good job with this competition specifically because they get a mix between big guys and small guys to do it. And last yeah. year it was the big guys like Carl Anthony Cat Towns won. ended up doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm uh I'm excited for it. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I mean the the thing where I, I mean the problem the one problem with Saturday is just that people have become fixated on like the dunk contest and it not being like all that great and stuff and I don't know I mean I still think doing dirty dunks and stuff are are fun like but it's just like there's a lot of pop and circumstance around it and it's you know there's only so many things a person can do like dunking wise and tried to find uh different ways to get that to be exciting and like appealing but i don't know i still think it's pretty cool to see people do dope dunks and i mean i still think they're dope i like i don't like if i see it like a dunk once i don't at least get like a diminished return on it if i see it from another guy like a two years later you know what i mean yeah Yep, I get it. But let, let's uh, let's do one at a time because I want to talk about the dunk contest in a little, in 
more detail because there are only four guys doing it this year. Um, let's talk. What do you want to talk about first? You want to do skills first? I'd like to let's make some picks yeah, let's here. Save, on who we think let's we're going to win. Yeah, let's sit, do dunk last. Okay, so let's do skills first. Who do you think is going to win? Um, so I'm going to pick Jokic. I'm going to the late entry. Really? I don't. Well, I mean, That's surprising to me. But yeah, Cat won it. I yeah, mean, that like Cat forgot about Cat's that. athletic man. Like Jokic, I mean, he's he does slow, a, but he's gonna kill the passing. Yeah, he's he is gonna kill the passing. Yeah, he'll be really good at the passing. Um, I just like I just don't think he's gonna be able to get move through it as quickly as a lot of other dudes, and that's gonna set him back. Um, yeah, I mean, I I if I I don't go with him, I would also say Isaiah Thomas. I think it's that's kind of the. So my pick is John Wall, and I is may it? have uh, yeah. I mean, I thought about Isaiah. Uh, Boogie's doing this, right? Uh, I'm not sure if he is. Let's see about this. I, was, I, um, I mean, and so Embiid got replaced by Jokic. Jokic. Yeah. And then some, I don't know who's replacing him in the, uh, other part of it in the like futures game or whatever that dude from the thunder and it's just sabonis no the guard cameron Payne. no no he's just a european dude oh so it's yeah it's devin booker demarcus cousins anthony davis gordon hayward Jokic, chris stops isaiah john wall yeah a lot of great names in this one i just i really think like I'm just betting on John Wall's speed and that he, you know, he does okay passing, but he's just that guy can fly. No, I mean that's a good. I'm a I'm a I'm going to commit to Isaiah Thomas. All right. What do you who's your pick for three point? So, I'm going to And this is a really good lineup. Yeah, it's like this really is really good for three point. This is the thing I'm most excited about is the three pointer cuz I'm yeah, like you just said. I mean, there's some nice, some nice shooters, but I think, I think Clay repeats. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I I like, I like Clay's shot at this. I mean, I think he's, yeah, I think he's just like built for this thing. I think he'll repeat. So my prediction is Clay Thompson faces Kyrie Irving in the finals uh, and Kyrie and Kyrie wins. That's yeah. what I want to happen and I you know I don't I know it, uh, I, see, I dude I love Kyrie in moments like this. I just think he's just he just wants to kick the shit I mean, out of I'll, everyone. I just I, mean, I, I, I would die for it. Kyrie, but <laughs> like Clay's also like my one of my boys. Um, yeah, you've been on the Clay bandwagon for a real long time, but I, yeah, um, man. I just, I have a feeling. I just have a feeling that when it comes to competition like this, he, he's yeah, gonna Clay show up. Cares, he wants to win. Clay cares about his like numbers and his rap more than Kyrie. And plus, Clay's a better like spot up shooter in this. Like Kyrie's, 
Like if this was like one on one, you know, something like that, I'd I would take Kyrie over at all of these fools. But like, just like spot up, just like same stroke. I mean, Clay's a machine. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I cannot argue against that, PJ. It's just more of He's like a, a shooting feeling. machine. He's a shooting it's, machine. It's more of a feeling that uh, Kyrie's just gonna turn it on for the one minute or however long you have to shoot the threes and. And he's gonna get it done. That's my pick. Alright. But if I if I was not going to pick Kyrie or Clay CJ. I'd probably I want I wanna pick Nick Young so bad, but yeah, I'd probably be CJ, oh. yeah. I bet you swaggy airballs like two shots. Really? I mean he's been money from three this year. Yeah, but this I feel like he's he would... he's gonna have a real big head going into this though. Yeah, I could totally see him airball like two of them yeah he's it just like kind of seems like a swaggy type moment that would happen like he'd be feeling it and then he would just like airball two in a row i'd be willing to i'd be willing i will give you an over under 0.5 and i'll take the under and i'll bet a beer on it with you cool all right uh let's move on to dunk so it's Dion. what no never mind Nope, go on. You, I, I was I thought I was gonna make one more point, and then I uh, you didn't want to make it. Yeah, I was just gonna say like CJ would have been my pick if I didn't pick Clay. Oh, gotcha. Um, so for dunk competition, we have Aaron Gordon who almost beat Zach Levine last year, and he pulled he pulled off one of the, the best dunks I've ever seen. Like. The one where he yeah. jumped over the magic mascot and brought the the ball under both of his legs. Like, YouTube it if you haven't seen it. YouTube all of last year's dunk contest because props to both of those guys. They've really they kind of show. like little resurgence for the dunk contest because for the longest time, it really hadn't been going particularly well. Uh, they've messed with the formatting, and I'm not 100% sure what the formatting is this year either, but uh, it seems like they've kind of fixed it. I hope that the guys bring it. And then I know DeAndre Jordan is in it, Glenn Robinson's in it, and then I'm actually blanking on the fourth guy's name. Because he's not a – well, is Derek Jones Jr. That's uh, right. Yeah, the guy that's like the slash D-League guy, which I'm – all about that dude just like he'll have nothing he has literally nothing to lose well he must be pretty good if he got an invite yeah i've seen some of his stuff like you know he throws down like <laughs> okay he's well, like so he's gonna be my pick for this like he's your pick yeah deandre jordan is mine see man the big guy stuff is so tough with this like dwight dwight put like a ton of flavor around his and like put enough of that like extra stuff that and Dwight's just like a better person at like playing to a crowd see I I don't know man I I think DeAndre is going to really excel in this format I think it's going to be is, real nice is he like said like if like because if like CP's like throwing him some passes that makes me feel better I don't know if CP3's hand is even at a point that he well, can I mean. be doing stuff like that. But like, so is it like Austin River? Like, can he use his other hand? Blake, I don't Blake know. Griffin could be doing it. 
Who knows? But I, I, I really think... I mean, if he's got Blake he, in his camp, that helps him. I mean, Blake could help him add a little, like, comedy and stuff to the whole thing. Yeah, I just... I really think, you know, L.A. guy, he does some sketch comedy stuff with Funnier Die and whatnot. I mean, I just think he... You know, he's going to have some creativity, he Can and he's an athletic freak. Like, I mean, even for the... You know, put the fact that he's seven feet tall aside, the guy can get up. I mean, he's just, he's really good. I think it's going to be, he's going to do some nice things. I wish Zach Levine was trying, you know, I wish he was healthy. And I know yeah. he had declined before, but I, it would have been cool to see him try to three-peat because he, that guy's unbelievable. And you know what? Like, here's, I, this wouldn't be my out if we were doing in and out this week, PJ, but I really wish that we could get more superstars to do the dunk contest. Like LeBron should do it one year. Giannis should be in this. He did his one. LeBron? No, Giannis did it. He sucked in it. Like he was really bad. Yeah, but if Gian- <laughs> but Giannis is was it two or three years ago Giannis did it? It was three years ago. I think. Yeah, man. He, he did bad. Was probably like six inches shorter and 40 pounds lighter i mean that guy can nah but you i said that like a couple weeks ago and you got him and you're like oh no he's a he's an in-game dunker only which i I mean he's like a better in-game dunker than i think he is at this maybe i've just seen like the free throw line dunk really really oh i mean i want the the three point man i want the three point line dunk I think he might be able to do it. I, I'm not entirely <laughs> convinced that it's out of his uh, repertoire, but absolutely not. Let's try it. I, even if you can touch the rim, man, like that will blow my mind. But uh, so I guess I kind of uh, flipped on Giannis being in, and I don't remember saying that I didn't want him to be. But I just th- it would be cool to see you know, some bigger names and not D league guys being in the dunk contest is all I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm happy I mean, DeAndre's in it and it's cool that Aaron Gordon's coming back. I'm sure he's going to be able to do some unbelievable things, but like Wiggins, yeah. Wiggins could make a run at this. I mean, he would be good. Uh, like who, who's a guy that you'd really like to see? Uh, Zion Williams, that, <laughs> that 16 year old kid that's oh, like doing all this. Obviously. Things. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Obviously, um, I I don't know. I've always like I haven't really minded this like random NBA guys that do it. Like, I mean, Gerald Green made a name for himself from doing it. Uh, I mean, Nate Robinson did. I mean, like I kind of like some of those dudes that just like will stick on a roster maybe a little bit longer. And a lot of it's like the rep of just this contest. Like you earn a few years. I like it too, man. But it would. Can, I mean, we, can we have one of those guys and then the other, you know, three spots or however many spots that they're having that year, can those be taken up by dudes that are a little more high profile? I, I mean, I'd be I'd be down for it if they put, like, a million dollars, you know, whatever. They put, like, money on it, and it's like, all right, who wants to, who wants to be in this? Like, I, I, I'd be more willing to be down with, like, a star being in it then than, like, if they just do it kind of just for, like, the PR. Because I don't know. I mean, I feel like the superstars of the NBA do a lot already to promote it. Like, I mean. Yeah, I it, it would be great if they could incentivize it a little bit. 
you know, if you if you win, you can donate a hundred thousand dollars to a charity of your choice, something like that. I mean, there are things that they I'd like to see them try. Um, but let's uh, so we have a few more things for the All Star Game. Do you want to pick MVP, or I know you have some over unders that you want to do. Which of those do you want to do first? Let's do let's do over unders first. Okay. All right. So these are in by no means anything serious. These were completely made up by myself. Yours truly. <laughs> yeah, yours truly. Uh, shout out to uh, having a lot of time to think about these kind of things. These really important NBA topics. Um, so first over-under I have for you, Mr. Ultra, is mm, I don't want to start with the uh, Oh, we'll start with an easy one. This is a good one. Over under on total blocks for the game. You know, NBA, they uh NBA All Star. A lot of people criticize it for uh not a lot of defense being played. So, uh, so what do you think I have the over under for total blocks is set at four. And I looked at years past to validate this and uh I'm I'm pretty confident with this number as far as what what it would be. The last two years, I believe there was four, and then there was zero, and then the year before that there was two. Yeah, so I'm going, a few... I'm going under. Are you? Yeah. So I talked at the very beginning of this episode, kind of did a little tease, a little, uh, little radio move of a, a little tease on this. Um I'm going over because I kind of feel like this all-star game, there's enough first-time guys in this that are going to try to really maybe go a little bit crazier than they at least to start. Like There's going to be like those moments where normally like the veterans kind of figure out and they're like, oh, we'll ease up here, you know. But I'm setting it, I'm setting it over because... I'm putting a thousand percent faith in my boy Giannis will at least get two blocks himself. So that's that was going to be my next question then. So if you're taking the over, what uh, would you do? Like I was going to ask, do you think that any one player will have more than one block in the game? So you're taking yes. two with Giannis. So I will bet you another beer. Giannis has less than one and a half blocks. Okay. Um, and my other mindset of this is that the East does not have any centers, and the West does. If I mean, they've got also Anthony Davis and DeAndre. Do I both think could sprinkle in two blocks between them, and then uh, you know the the fifth block would hopefully be uh, LeBron doing you know a chase down block or. Russell Westbrook blocks Kevin Durant shot on his own team. Well, <laughs> which does that count as a block shot? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay, well then, that's you have to LeBron. Um, what's the next one? Uh, so the next one I had was number of technicals for Boogie Cousins in this game. <laughs> uh, we're setting that's it at a mean. one. We're at that's one. Mean. Yeah, I'll go under. I think he'll stay pretty well-behaved in the All-Star game. 
Yeah, I, I a think... A lot of Kentucky dudes playing in this game. Yeah, I I would like to think that Boogie... If, like, if there was anyone I was going to put money on, I think it would be Boogie to get a technical in an All-Star game. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll be under. Um, so the next two I've got for you, they're not necessarily over-unders. They're more yes or no's. So first one is uh, guys that like to get technical from from time to time. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, yes or no to uh, him kicking anyone in the nuts in this game? I do think that he will kick someone in the nuts. Yeah, I do. I think that he's. I think he's going to do the leg kick. I think he's going to get fouled and he's going to kick someone in the nuts. (laughs) I think it's happening. So. So, but it depends on like when he does that, though, because I kind of, I mean, I want it to happen because I then think it secures my block shot. Like, I think like that just triggers everyone, like, oh, we're gonna play for keeps now. Like this is, like, you just have a bunch of like alphas all of a sudden are like, oh, we're gonna, we're flipping the switch. Yeah. So I kind of want him to. Um, so I want to say yes to that as well. I want to yeah, agree. You- it's like picking the under. You can't not bet on someone kicking someone in the nuts because you want to see it happen, so you have to bet the over, a.k.a. Yeah. you have to bet someone is going to kick the other person in the nuts. Um, so the next one I have, not too crazy. I uh, didn't waste too many brain cells on this, so don't worry, folks. Uh, Russell Westbrook, triple-double in the All-Star game, yes or no? Yes. All right. Yeah, I mean, this guy would have a triple-double in every game, I think, if he was surrounded by shooters. He's just not. Um, and he's going to have plenty of shooting around him on Sunday. So I'm going to say no. Wow. He is not. I will bring up my points on this in a few. We have three more left here. All right. Uh, the next one I have, uh, number of dunks made by... One Giannis Antetokounmpo, we have set at five and a half. <laughs> so, uh, if you you could have set this one at eight and a half, and I would have set it over. I think he's gonna have nine dunks, maybe ten. I but so I, I originally was I originally set it at nine, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, Ultra's gonna come, and we talked about this beforehand. He's gonna tell me like, dude, come on, you think he's gonna have <laughs> nine dunks? No, like be be real, like. He's not gonna have the ball in his hand that much. Yeah, he's he's not gonna be have, he's not gonna be playing point guard, man. Like, when's he gonna dunk it? No, so I think he's, five and a half. I think he's gonna have so. I mean, I think he's gonna have tip dunks. I think he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of fast break dunks. Like, who knows, man? He's gonna be all over. I think he, yeah. But I think I it's gonna be over five and a half. I'm confident in that. Oh, I yeah, I would have said it at twenty if I could have. I would say twenty. I would have probably gone under there, but yeah. <laughs> no, he's I'm like very like of anything. I mean, there's one other storyline I'm more excited about. I mean, like the Western Conference side of it, I'm very intrigued by. Like the East side, I was like, oh, that's kind of boring this year. Um, and like the one thing that was just a just engulf all that is the Giannis. 
all-star experience. I don't think he's going to act the same way he does after his first one, but I feel like for this first one and just, like, how with the season and everything, I just I feel like he's just going to go balls to the wall. I hope so. All right. So the next two I have, and I think it's something we're all – it's on everyone's mind. It's the big – Elephant, the big gorilla in the room of this Western all, this Western Conference All Star team. I set an over under of six point five for the number of minutes that Russ and KD share on the court together. What say you, Ultra? I'm not rooting for this, PJ, but I have the under. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, Steve Kerr is not going to put KD out there with Russ that much. It's just not going to happen. But like six, that's like a half a quarter total. Yeah, I know. A little over half a quarter for the entire game. I mean, last year when Russ won the MVP, he only played in like 22 minutes. Guys don't play that many minutes, so if, you know. Yeah, that's what, but like. So the, you know. Russ isn't going to start. Katie is. So Katie's going to get a good five, six minute run there at the beginning without Russ. And then I think when Russ comes in, he comes in with a forward and Katie comes out. And then that's kind of the story of the night. I don't think that they share the court for more than I, they may not at all. Even though there's a foul situation, then there's a run. I think there is a chance they share the court for zero minutes. It's not what I want. I, I, I would love do. nothing more for them to share the court for forty-eight. Like I'm rooting. I'm for not that. sure if they're. I'm not sure they're going to spend the six and a half. I mean, I was like, but I think it's going to be closer to like five. I, they have to. Like they have to put. It would just be so weird. And I feel like Steve Kerr's got four of his own players on there. Like he's going to try to protect them like he's gonna protect Steph I feel like so why not have Russell play instead yeah hey I hope it happens man and then I feel yeah I I'm so intrigued by the like this whole thing especially because of like what happened we were talking about a couple days ago with the like interaction that Russ and KD had during the game then, like, them being at the same steakhouse in OKC after the game. Like, just, like, all that crap. I just, I really want it, and I want to just see it and just just soak up in the pettiness of it all. <laughs> I do, too, man. I could not agree with you more. Um. So, last one I've got, another Katie and Russ-related uh, number of camera shots that the TNT broadcast has of them like interacting with each other. Do they show any like I'm I when I'm saying this I mean like it's either them talking, it's them like shooting around and like being in like a shot of them like together and then like them kind of them talk about their relationship or actual snippets of them interacting. So is this just during the game like after tip? Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be during. Yeah, we'll do it for during the tip and then forward. 
It's I've taken the over either way, but yeah, I mean, yeah. same. I think they're gonna, which I want them to. I just want this to get milked to all holy hell. Like even if those two guys are sitting, they're both not in the game and they're on opposite ends of the bench, they're gonna show, like they're gonna show that they're gonna be like they're sitting as far yeah. away from each other and they're gonna, yeah, they're as much camera time that they can get if they can physically fit the two of them within the frame of the camera shot they'll probably both be in it like they're going to be showing that on live tv which will help because katie will kind of slouch into the camera shot a lot for them (laughs) yeah um no but i mean like this is kind of like i think because it's an exhibition game and you know whatever you want to say i feel like they're gonna play more than seven minutes i feel like if you're the nba Trying to get ratings for this, you know, people always say like not enough people watch the All Star Game. I think the only way you get people to really just be invested in this thing fully is if you just play up the Russell KD stuff to the fullest extent, and that means you play them together at points. You, you know, just milk the crap out of it, please. Hey, I I want it, man, but. We are uh, we're getting short on time. Let's move on to our midseason awards. Yeah, um, let's, let's start sorry. with uh, not as important ones. And we'll ramp up to MVP. Okay. Yeah. So who do you have for coach of the year? I have Brad Stevens right now. I'm feeling that uh, you were you were kind of hyping up the Celtics earlier, but I feel like it's going to be Brad Stevens' year. Like they'll make their jump. Maybe if they. If they get the one seed in the East, like you were saying, like for, oh, he'll for sure get it. But I don't know if they'll necessarily give it to like Steve Kerr. Uh, they kind of like to do that for like whoever the. I feel like the Coach of the Year award is always like the star setter, like the hyped up most, like one of the most talked about, and kind of a coach they're trying to promote a little bit or something like that. Um, not always, you know, the best uh, in a given year. Right. I have uh I was between Brad Stevens and Pop and I went with Pop. Um Spurs just being the Spurs but without Tim Duncan and with an old ass Tony Parker and every other team has three, four superstars and they're or at least stars and the Spurs are really just doing it with two and a really old Pau Gasol who's barely played. And even with that, they just haven't skipped a beat. Um, so that's why I picked him. I mean, they're just uh, number one team in the NBA in defensive efficiency. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, not much more I can say. Yeah, but hey, I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. If I mean, Pop could be like Pop. Pop could win it every year. Is like kind of the thing though, too. Yes. Like can, yeah. Totally. Yep. You're right. Um, if he's damn just if. As his stars are getting older, like it just gets more impressive. That I know he has Kawhi, who's probably a top five guy. Uh, yeah, but and he has Lamarcus Aldridge. He's got some good players, but the fact that um, they're able to win this many games with the just you know really those two guys really running the show, and then they just piece together guys like they have. You know, David Lee is playing me- meaningful minutes and playing well Jonathan for them. Jonathan Simmons. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, 
they're just something else, man. I don't know. Patty yeah, Mills. I think Patty Mills is like one of the best backup point guards yeah. in the league with the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, the only other way I'll change it is if like you tell me that the freaking Heat finish above five hundred the last like thirty thirty five games of the year. Then Spo Spo deserves some credit because they it's damn ridiculous. I mean, they took Seems... care of business. They could took care of business against the Rockets tonight. Like, yeah, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. I'm like so fret. It's the wildest thing. I think it's weird. I don't even. Uh, I don't really understand it. I cannot. I'm De- very Dion Waiters, it. man. Dion Waiters is just reaching the his waiters, potential. Waiters Islands taking over. Who's your sixth man? Alright, so my sixth man I was pretty conflicted. Um like at one so my pick is gonna be Eric Gordon. Oh, okay. Who were you conflicted? So I was I was really conflicted because I was looking at like with the Warriors and I was like, Oh, are they gonna give it to like I mean, Iggy has not put up the numbers, but, um, you know, I was, like, between him and Jamal Crawford, like, the old, old head, like, those dudes, um, like, well, you know, could, are they going to try to gas up the Warriors thing, you know, I, I just, like, couldn't, so I was, like, Eric Gordon, you know, if he's putting up solid numbers, uh, I went with that, and just, like, he's been good, I like yeah. He's I mean, I just good. didn't like I, the uh, idea. I was, like, looking through it all today, and I was like, ah, oh, who is it? And I was like, ah, I don't. They just give it to Jamal Crawford, though. It's like a lifetime achievement of being, like, the six. He was like, it should be, like, named after him after this. Well, and so he's won it three times. The guy yeah, that I like have uh, is Lou Williams, who's averaging 18 and, oh. a half, 18 and a half points in 24 minutes a night off the bench for the Lakers. He's just been, he's good, man. That guy is just, he just makes it rain whenever he gets minutes for the Lakers. And he's been just really good. So, you know, this, for a six man, you're just really looking for someone to come in and, and score the basketball while your starters yeah. are out. Uh, that's why most of most six men like Eric Gordon and Jamal Crawford, they're really just trying to get buckets. Will Barton, Will Barton's going to be like that in like a couple of years. I think so too. He's like that kind of dude. Yep. And I was before I kind of came into accepting Zach Levine as a starting shooting guard. I always thought that that was kind of his destiny as well. But maybe mm-hmm. he'll find a little bit of a bigger role. But who's your most improved? Because I was in between two guys here. No, oh, this is the for sure, without a doubt, for me. That would be one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, see, I yeah, didn't even—I th- didn't even think of him. Yeah, man, he's totally gonna win that. Like, they got the, someone's gonna try to get him something, and like they can't give him defensive player. I don't think. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna get that. Like they're gonna try to give him. He's blown up, dude. I mean, he's is like this has been the breakout year for him for sure. No, so, you're right. You're right. And uh, you know what? You're probably right just with how I mean, he's gotten so much better in dude's every got a aspect YouTube, of the game. Dude's putting up Twitter highlights every 5 minutes. 
So I had I had uh, I had Isaiah Thomas. Um, oh. So his previous uh. highest scoring year was right around twenty two points a game. He's averaging twenty nine. Uh, and that is with really only taking one additional shot a game. He's just taking more threes. He's hitting more threes. He's hitting more twos. His free throw percentage is higher. His assists are higher. His turnovers are down. His steals are up. I mean, just really in every facet of his game, he's gotten better. And he's st- scoring at such a high clip for a, a playoff for a yeah. playoff team. That's, yeah, I kind of like. I see, I kind of like him. I was thinking about him. But I kind of like him. Like I think he's got a very good shot at like a second team All NBA this year, or something like that. Kind of feels like more of his spot. I mean, I think as far as like highlights go, you want to get you got to reward the got to reward the man that's lighting up Twitter every night. I mean, although I mean, I'd love seeing the Isaiah Thomas like fourth quarter about to start Celtics like tune into this now moments yep no he's much ctv in the fourth quarter but uh i was also like i really like demar Derozan here too like i think in a lot yeah. of seasons he could win like this because mm. similar to he's Isaiah, an all, maybe he's been an all-star like i know but he took a jump from 22 points a game to 27 oh. and see if i was gonna pick someone second like i'm mean, out like i like that isaiah pick a little bit but like the other guy i was thinking it was kemba kemba's like been kemba's, really good this season You're kemba's right. first all-star but i mean i kind of feel like he's been at this level he's just like kind of cranked it up a little bit but right yeah that was like my other like dude i was gonna try to but i mean sorry for my bias so i uh let's move on to rookie of the year i think we're gonna agree on who we think is gonna win this yeah one. yeah Embiid. yeah uh, who would your second pick be, though? Well, so it would only be in B. Like, as long as Embiid like plays. In my after. mind, in my mind, if I had to vote for this, I would vote him in, even if he didn't play another game. That's how bad this class has really been, though. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at the 2016 yeah. draft class, it just is not pretty. Like Hernan Gomez is probably putting the best numbers up of, no, of anybody. I was gonna there. say Brock. I was gonna say Brockton would be my pick though, if it wasn't for. Uh, but I would also like that if the Bucks made the playoffs and yeah, Brockton. But yeah, I mean it's kind of a it's tough. I mean I think this is like definitely a class that maybe three years from now we'll look at differently and like i still think ingram and, and ben simmons will i think so nice. too. i mean he's just... not even really a part of this draft class but he'll win it you know what i mean so right no i i agree with you 100 percent. they uh, i i don't i'm not saying that this draft class is bad and yeah it's going to be bad it's just statistically there's not a lot to work with outside of Embiid. give it to marquis chris I love Marquise Chris. I like Marquise Chris too. Like he's that dude is super athletic. I was happy the Suns traded down crush. and took him. I'm a big man crush on Marquise Chris. All right, we we got two more awards left. Defensive Player of the Year. I think this is really two, three guys. I've got yeah, it's three, but um, so I was who the three being Kawhi, Giannis, and Draymond. 
No, I was going to say LeBron. I mean, like, I always think LeBron should be, like, top three consideration for it. Um, but I, I was going with, and you kind of you stole the one stat a little bit from me, but the Spurs being, like, top five in, in pretty much every defensive stat as a team, but, like, Kawhi just being renowned as, uh, you know, of great defensive player his and and like honestly i i'll fight whoever wants to say it differently but like your offensive numbers play into this award too like Joakim noah won it a couple years ago mainly because they were running like the offense through him <laughs> the one year like he right. won it um so i Kawhi's like offensive numbers have gone up uh and i think he's just like I, I, I would have said Draymond because he's on the best team, but um, I don't think they're going to, like, really. I think the Warriors are going to get a little less love on, like, the individual award side um, than maybe in years past. I think on the, like, all NBA stuff, they'll, they'll still have their four dudes probably in the three teams. But, yeah, I think Kawhi is going to be the, the pick. So... I have Draymond. Uh, you do? Okay. I do have okay. Draymond. Uh, he hasn't won. He's lost a couple years in a row to Kawhi. Uh, yeah. He's, I know, so these steals or these stats don't mean everything when it comes to defense. In fact, they don't mean all that much. But he's he's averaging more steals and blocks and career highs in both of those. But my biggest thing is, so the Spurs are number one in defensive defensive efficiency in the NBA. The Warriors are number two. And Draymond, like, you could make this argument with Kawhi, it's really the same, that if you remove these guys from their lineup, well, what are they really capable of without them defensively? And both teams take a huge hit without either of those guys because they can defend multiple positions. But Draymond is forced to really guard the two through the five every night at one point or another. Where Kawhi, I just don't see... He's not really forced to guard big men in the post. He doesn't go against but centers. He's, where, he's, but he's like guard, uh, but he's guarding the best team's player like 9 out of 10 times. That's true, too. That's a good point. I just think that because of Draymond's defensive versatility and how much he has to go play in the post as well as on the but, perimeter... Yeah. I just think I just he does a great the, job, and I like I love both these guys. I love watching both of them play defense, but uh, I just Draymond's intensity. I just think he deserves to win this award, especially since Golden State is number one, like they're number one in the Western Conference again. Um, yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, maybe it is his. It's finally his year. I I kind of see like them people like a lot of cr- crouchy basketball writers being like against the Warriors getting any of these these awards um and plus like I feel like so yeah the Spurs are higher defensive efficiency wise but I feel like just when you look at them like the two teams I, I feel like the Warriors play better team defense whereas like Kawhi does a lot on his own and then it makes the jobs of all the other Spurs a little easier because I mean when, if Kawhi's out I don't give a damn anyone's like having to be on the same on the court at the same time as Pogasol who can't won't defend a pick and roll 
Like, that kind of sucks. Like, that's pretty shitty. Kawhi does, like, a lot. I mean, he's all over the damn place. That's, uh, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, Draymond does have two good, like, tr- usually has at least two plus defenders with KD and Clay with Clay. him. Yeah, right. But, uh, I don't really think of Zaza or if Draymond's at the five or if they have, um, but with Iggy, center. I mean, if they have Iggy in there, JaVale. Yeah, JaVale McGee. I mean, he's their centers. He's he is their rim, he is their rim protection. He's the closest thing they have to rim protection. That's I, I don't know. That's just that's why I I think he deserves to win. But let's. Uh, I think that this is gonna yeah it's take some time. It's gonna a little time to get this here. next one. So we'll I have still James be Harden. friends after this. I have we'll James Harden. You this. have Russ as our MVP. Right yeah. now, yeah, I'm not. I'm not backing down from this. I'm not so getting off my pedestal here's, here. Here's a question, though. Uh-huh. So, do is the reason you think that he deserves it over Harden because he is averaging a triple double versus like James Harden is averaging one less point, two less rebounds, but more assists. So. Is it because he has a triple double that he you think he should win? Uh, that's a big portion of it. Yeah, I think the average triple double is. Um, if you need to turn back to a podcast, uh, emergency pod we did uh, a few like a month or so ago, but yeah, you'd be the second player ever and like in this era to average triple double. I think is absolutely insane. Um, it is. It absolutely and- is. And I think when you look at that team around him, you look at how it's structured and, like, what he does and his impact on the court. I mean, James Harden got basically – and, you know, you can't count, but, like, Russ's team was pretty much structured before this year, like, with KD, and they were trying to just bring KD back. Um, whereas the Rockets got to take that team and like tear it down and then build around pieces that worked with James. Um, but I mean, both these guys are clear. Like, it's tough to make. So, like, this is my one way of trying to make the argument that if you remove both them from the team, like, whose team is better? And I would say the Rockets are slightly better. With like the so, other guys around, I think like the here's here's what my cast is better. But. This is going to be my question to you: Is mm-hmm. so right now, the uh, right now the Rockets are sitting at forty and seventeen, and the Thunder are sitting at thirty one and twenty five. So if if right now, you know, taking all other external influences apart because you know James Harden played in OKC already but let's say both guys are completely satisfied being with this other team if James plays for the Thunder with that supporting cast and Russ plays in the Rockets with that supporting cast do you think so you since you think Russ is the MVP you must think that that the you know Houston would have more wins now yeah well I'm also like basing off of um I was trying to pull this up here so we have it for the uh, for this conversation. But like, so I mean, Russ has been leading the the league though, and like wins 
is when his value over a replacement. He's at seven point eight. Then you have James Harden's at six point three. LeBron's at four point nine. Giannis four point eight. Kevin Durant four point seven. So off like that metric, which is like similar to a wins above replacement for base for baseball, but this is the NBA version of it. He's got a seven point eight there. Um, now you know someone can make the counter argument says. The win shares, James has got a higher one there. Um, but, yeah, like, if you replace Russell, you know, 7.8 wins. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy um, at this point just to see that that impact. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, so, and, and we could we could argue about this for a long time. It's just I'll, I'll give my two cents and then we can yeah. kind of leave it as is because neither of us are going to convince the other one that the other, that Russ or James Harden should be it. Never. At least, I don't think so. Not at this conversation. It'll be what separates us as friends. So if you... <laughs> Honestly, though, so, so yeah, say your point and then I'll, I'll okay. have one more thing to say about it. So, like, I, breaking this down just from a number standpoint, like, because ultimately why I think James deserves it is because of efficiency and because his team is just they're playing a lot better and yes supporting cast plays a role in that but they have i mean they have nine more wins at this point uh and that's pretty substantial in the west so that's part of it but if you look at more standard metrics like how well are these guys scoring rebounding what are they doing for their teams how much are they turning it over it's really it's really comparable like uh, like i said before the points assists rebounds they're within one or two of each other they're right there they're putting up just gaudy numbers every night uh james harden's field goal percentage from three point field or from three point from free throw from two point they're all higher uh he's just shooting his effective field goal percentage is 52 percent with russ's is 46 percent now he does turn the ball over a little bit more. Um, but I think you take that with how well he can shoot the ball. On the other hand, like you said, if you look at players' PER, if you look at um, – I forget the other stat that you just threw out there. Uh, Value over replacement. Russ is, is beating James by you know, not a huge – Yeah, not a huge amount, but like a pretty decent chunk. Uh, so if you – but then if you want to look at value added and – uh, other advanced stats, James Harden has him there. Uh, it's it's kind of a toss up between two guys that are just balling out this season, uh, and the fact that Russ is doing everything he's doing in less than thirty six minutes a night is, you know, that she should get credit there too. Uh, so one, so at least in Basketball Reference, Russ has a higher player efficiency rating. Yeah, he does. Russ has oh, a higher. Did you say one. that? Oh, okay. yep. Maybe I misheard you. Okay. Good job. Just, just crossing our T's, you. just crossing our T's down our eyes here. What, what um, were you gonna say before I went on so that little rant? So do you? Do you? Um, well, I want. Yeah, I want to let you get your piece out before I just brought this up. <laughs> do you think there's any chance they're co MVPs? I would hate that so much if that happened. Yeah. But no, I don't. I mean, so in order for that to happen, would the voting just have to be equal? Uh, I mean, there's never been a co-MVP, so I don't know. I I, I just, like, thought about that. Like, could there be a chance? Because I, I, like, 
I think both of them have such a good reason for it. Like, I just, like, if Russell ends up the season with a triple-double, I just, like, don't understand how you can, like, someone, no one can stare me in the face and tell me, like, he doesn't deserve the MVP. I mean, it depends where their wins come. I mean, like, if it's some empty stats, like, sure, but, I mean, they're holding it down in the, I mean, like, he's, he's winning them games, like, I just, like, watching those games, like, he's just a, such a, like, pure force of will. I mean, he picked up his 27th tonight. Um, he's but, just, like... So, here's my thing, though, is and, and my uh, my take, Mike, I would be, I'd be picking Russ right now if their win totals were flipped. It's just a matter of the fact that Houston's played much better basketball plus of hard like adding that to Harden's success where Russ is putting up these huge numbers but it's not always translating to wins. Yeah. So it's, I think it's more difficult to reward that is what I'm saying. I, I pointed this out earlier but there one time in NBA history that the MVP has gone to a team yeah at number 3 in the in a in a conference like everyone every other MVP has gone to the a one or two seed every season. Yeah. It just doesn't look like regardless of how you and I feel, it just doesn't look good for Russ. Unless this, he must say he gets some Ws. This season is just gonna like embolden Russ's chip on his shoulder so much. Like he's you're probably like, you're probably right about that. Like I'm gonna average a triple double this season. I'm not gonna win the MVP. I'm not going to start in the All-Star game. And then Kevin Durant's going to win a championship. Like, fine, I'll average a quadruple-double <laughs> next year. And then what will you say about me, NBA? Hey, just, as, I just want more chips to be on his shoulder so he can just make amazing commercials for Jordan, and I can watch those. And he can just his numbers just get steadily better year by year, and who knows, man? He may be averaging a hundred points a game in a few years. I I'm not gonna put don't, it past him. Don't don't test him. But uh, so well, I'm glad that we didn't get too testy there, PJ. But we should probably wrap up. We uh we we've gone a little long here, but uh we uh we appreciate everyone for listening. We'll definitely be doing a pod after the All-Star break here. We're going to have our own little All-Star break from the pod over the next week, week and a half or so. Um, but please check us out at thepointforwardnba.com or on Twitter at thepointforward or my or PJ Twitter accounts at Ultra Jacobs or at Foolish Killer. Check us out on Facebook, Stitcher, or iTunes. <sighs> Good pod, Peach. I'm excited for the All-Star game, man. I'm exhausted. I'm tired too. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be coming off another pod here in about a week. But thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Go Giannis, go.